Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 2020 winner of her trophy, the Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl hammers it home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with the helpers. Dylan Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's. Looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. We're a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. And just trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. I know this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the Battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. That's Archibald Richard. Mike Smith, Leon Dreisettle. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Un- Believable. Brought to you by Digitex. Manage print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. What a stop made by Miko Koskinen. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 Chad. Now, Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. 
I call it the day after, but as it turns out, it's not exactly the day after. It's still the ongoing. Uh, Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Our regular Wednesday guest list, all with different perspectives on life, coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now. Former NHL general manager, once the number one overall pick in the NHL entry draft, and he started Octagon to become one of the top flight agencies in the business. Brian Lawton out of the state of hockey today at uh, 12.35. He covers covid for Post Media and has the Culta Hockey, David Staples at 105 today and at 135. Longtime television executive, our NHL insider, John Shannon at 135. We'll also hear some clips today from former NHL player, current NHL network analyst. Michael Rupp, some thoughts on Dominic Cahoon coming down the pipe in the first half hour of the show. Of course, we got a lot to get to. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. All slot machines, table games, and poker room now open at River Cree. You'll notice the slot machines separated by plexiglass. One of the numerous steps that the River Cree has taken to follow all AHS guidelines. They've got nine dining options, including the brand-new Italia's place where you can enjoy two-for-one entrees today and tomorrow at the River Creek Resort and Casino, Alberta's premier resort destination. You can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. Back at the 630 Chet Studios is Brendan Escott. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's on Twitter. I'm at Bob underscore Stoffer. The show Twitter account is at Oilers. Now, Brendan, um, tell me why you opened up with Pink Floyd. On this day in 1967, they made their debut on North American soil, playing their first live show then. 1967. That is, that's a long time ago, man. I'm telling you, that's right in my wheelhouse. That was the last year the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Admit it, if you're an Oilers fan, you're kind of chuckling a bit inside right now with that thought. Uh, Lots to get to. Today's top story. Brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the $99 pre-scheduled furnace maintenance. Well, you know, we could talk about how, uh, you know, some of the Oilers' prospects are playing over in Europe right now, or a bit about our debate yesterday with Mark Spector on Dominic Cahoon and speck of the belief that Ken Holland has built too soft of a team, and I'm of the belief that the Oilers have built a, a team that's more capable of having some success if they don't have Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl on the ice and then see what the Oilers ultimately end up with come playoff time, a lot of time between now and then. But given the current state of world affairs, (laughs) there's a saying in the radio business, go to the mouth of the lion. It's got to be stated, the number one story worldwide right now. And many of you listening to the show, even though you might be hockey fans, I'm sure you have opinions. Uh, the U.S. election still undecided. By the way, I, I don't know what affiliation you watched last night. Um, some of you are probably Fox watchers, and the liberals will go after the Fox watchers of the world and say you're being indoctrinated. And some of you are CNN watchers, and 
the right of center types might say that CNN is completely full of left wing this and that. Uh, the one thing that needs to be stated, John King last night, uh, basically the work that he did on CNN explaining, uh, you know, explaining how each of the respective states work and how the voting works. And for the most part, I found him to be quite neutral. It was, I mean, that guy was spectacular in terms of what he was. I mean, him and Wolf Blitzer, there was none of the typical, you know, center left or center right perspective. It's here's what's happening. Here's why it's happening. Here's the influences carrying forward. It's pretty interesting. Obviously, the United States, not exactly the United States right now. Uh, there's a clear division. Uh, the projected Biden landslide that many of the pollsters had did not come to fruition. It's interesting, and I found this really intriguing last night, and it was a fascinating and, and a fascinating and, frankly, polarizing uh, election, which still has not come to a conclusion yet. But CNN ran a poll early in the night where it said that over 60% of Republicans' primary focus for Republican voters was on the economy. And they then took a look at what Democrats consider to be important. 36% of Democrats had race relations as an important issue. And then over 20% had COVID. And it, it really provided, I think, a, an interesting look into the mind of the voters. And uh, as a guy who's centrist and a bit of a libertarian, uh, you know what? I personally don't think that, uh, you know, if you're, uh, put it this way, <laughs> Sometimes when you talk to people from the left, they'll say, well, if you vote for the Republicans, you must be a racist. I'd be like, really? I, I don't think that's the truth. Uh, but there is that suggestion made by some individuals out there. And conversely, some of individuals to the right will say, well, if you're you know, a voter of the Democrats, you might, that's a vote for socialism. I mean, come on. That's, that's not the case either. And then we're here in Canada. Okay? And make no mistake, I am a proud Albertan for an organization, the Oilers Entertainment Group. The hockey team is named the Edmonton Oilers, okay? So just because you might not like oil and gas doesn't mean that everybody else in the province shares the same perspective from you. And I can tell you, I personally have a hell of a lot of appreciation for uh, that industry. Um, and so I, it, it's funny because one of the privileges that I have in the job is to travel around and there was a time a couple of years ago where a couple of writers in a province, you know, came up to me and said, well, you guys are all a bunch of rednecks in Alberta. And I looked at the guy and I said, really? You guys are the one that got Bill 21 in your province. The hell are you talking about? Like, you're sitting there making us out to be narrow-minded. And some might interpret Bill 21 in the province of Quebec to be a little bit sketchy. And they then proceeded to give me this explanation as to it has nothing to do with uh, you know, new immigrants coming into the country and has to do the history of the province of Quebec and all that. I'm like, well, see, you're providing perspective. And I will tell you that there's a lot of Albertans that are not right of center. Take a look at Edmonton. I mean, Ed Edmonton provincially, there's, there's been, I mean, the NDP carried 32% of the vote in the province in the last election. The UCP had 54%. When Notley won the election, and I've stated this before, I've met Rachel Notley. She's a bright person, very bright. They won with 40% of the election, in, uh, or 40% of the vote in 2015. The UCP had 54%. But things are so polarized right now, and I think mo my experience with most Albertans and most of our listeners and most of our texters is Albertans are incredibly fair-minded. 
and they want to go out there and earn it themselves. They don't want it given to them. And it's funny because we're going through a bit of a tough time, and maybe it's about to get tougher. I think that could be a fair perception. But when somebody comes to the defense of Albertans, like a guy like Rex Murphy, Everybody gangs up on him on Twitter that's to the left. An old man, you know, old man yelling at Cloud and because it, it disagrees with their political pers- perspective. And I think the one thing that happens is when you get a little bit older, you come to the realization a couple things. The older you get, the more you realize, the less you know. And maybe you develop a little bit more empathy for other perspectives and other opinions. Uh, so... Maybe not everybody's that way, but, uh, you know, I, I do think that the majority of you listening right now are completely capable of forming your own opinion, and you're not about to get jaundiced or intimidated by anybody from the left if you're a center-right person or anybody from the right if you're a center-left person, and that's that. And we will see if the United States can get this situation worked out and if they truly can become the United States, there's there's a conflict or a, a, contra- a contrast, historically speaking. I mean, Americans, generally speaking, have always honored and recognized their president, even if it's not who they voted for. That ceased to exist uh, in large part when Trump was an outsider who came in and won in 2016. Uh, Canadians, conversely, have not been as warm to uh, some of the prime ministers over the years. And as as an Albertan, I kind of feel your frustration. I mean, 33 out of 34 federal seats in this uh, province are currently held by conservatives. We have a liberal government. We'll say it once, say it a hundred times. I mean, the U.S. election for several years has been steered in a fashion where the Republicans have a bit of an advantage. And I think we all know, realistically speaking, the Canadian election, the liberals have an advantage. And Ontario has a huge voting uh, base, and as a result, there's disenchantment in the province of Alberta. But the bottom line is we all got to work together to get through it. So there's that, and it is the mouth of the law. It's the number one story in the world. Uh, by the way, Brett, did you see any of John King last night on CNN? I watched a lot of John King, and I tell you what, Bob, I fell asleep with John King on my television. I woke up on the couch, and somehow John King was still on my television. I'm not sure whether he slept yet. He was un like to be that like all I can tell you is you know I host uh, the July first this year it was the October 9th show on free agency and stuff is happening for you and you've got to keep your intensity level up and I can do that for three or four hours. We're at a little bit more relaxed pace when we're hosting this show on a day-to-day basis but the guy was spectacular and he knew the United States and, and he I mean the graphic work they had was exceptional. It was ex- and they did not go to the pundits a lot which frankly I liked because it kept it a little bit more neutral. The guy was uh, very good. We'll have a little bit of a conversation about that with a couple of our guests coming up on today's show. All right. So there's that. Uh, yesterday we had the wonderful conversation with Mark Spector uh, regarding the Edmonton Oilers and I do think that uh, you know, I think it was important that the Oilers added more skill uh, throughout the course of their lineup up front. They were too limited, way too limited at the start of last season. It helped when they moved Leon Dreisaitl to his own line. It helped when Kyder Yamamoto came in halfway through the year and kind of changed the complexion of the hockey team. And I'm really excited about the possibilities of what Turris and Cahoon, Innes, who came in late last year, got re-signed. Yes, a Pugliarvi coming back. The Oilers' Dave Tippett's going to have some options. Now, is it a perfectly structured team that can ultimately win the Stanley Cup? Uh, 
I'd say that would be premature, but I think it's going to be a competitive team that has better five-on-five capabilities, and they're going to need to be because most of you, I think, get the fact that it's highly unlikely that Edmonton can have a combined 113.9% on special teams again. Mark Spector didn't necessarily share the same consensus. He's concerned that the Oilers have built too soft of a team, and I'm saying that's a regular season team. Let's see what sort of little tweaks will get made come playoff time if we do indeed to get to that point. And, uh, you know, I'm a fairly optimistic and positive guy, but a little bit concerned with some of the numbers that are right out there right now on the COVID front. Mike Rupp saw a lot of Dominic Cahoon last year in his work with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And we go to our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Mike Rupp had this to say on what the Edmonton Oilers are getting in Dominic Cahoon. The best way for me to explain this guy as a player in Pittsburgh and getting to see him up close and personal there is, is at first it seemed like he, you know, he didn't really have his role on the team or how he fit in. And then all of a sudden his game got going. And I'll tell you what, there was not, there was, uh, there was no more, uh, there was no one that was more kind of disgruntled when he got traded than Evgeny Malkin. He found a chemistry with Evgeny Malkin, played really well on that second line with him. And, you know, uh, Pittsburgh chose a, a different route and to get familiar face, some familiar face back in, in Connor Sherry. And I think Evan Rodriguez was part of that deal as well. Um, you know, it's, it's a situation where this kid can play, and he can play in Chicago. And, you know, putting in the right spot, I, I, I think that it goes a long way when you get a player like uh, Gino Malkin that, that's not very happy that you're gone. So I think that that shows that this kid can play. He's very serviceable. Um, you know, he's not going to be – he's not a greedy player. He's, he's not going to play that, that type of hockey, but he can he can think the game at a high level with the, with the star players. So I would expect him to play a top-six role and, or, or at least get a good opportunity doing that. All right, that is uh, Mike Rupp from yesterday's show on Oilers Now. And again, you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. And uh, this one comes in. Uh, JR from Calgary says, Bob, what do you think the ceiling is for Dom and Cahoon? Uh, 20 and 50 points, steal of a deal in my opinion. Um, I don't know what the ceiling is for, for Dom and Cahoon. I mean... I think realistically we're looking at a 48-game schedule for the upcoming season. I don't see how they can play more than 48 games. Like if he got uh, 8 to 10 goals and 14 to 17 assists and finished with, you know, 25 to, to 30 points, I think that would be a major accomplishment in a lockout or not a lockout year but in a shortened season. In a full year, if he played, you know, 60% of the time with Leon Dreisaitl, he's not going to be on the order's number one power play. We know that. Um Maybe he could be a 20-goal, 50-point guy. But as a rule of thumb, you got to kind of do it. Like, it's interesting. Turris has had a 24-goal, 61-point season. And I think he'd be hard-pressed to be a 50-point player for the Oilers. However, I do think he can be a 15-goal, 35-point player for the Oilers and play some key minutes and help Edmonton out a bit in the third line. Just because I don't think Turris is going to get, you know, when he put up the 24-goal, 61 points with the Ottawa Senators, he was their second-line center. He's not playing ahead of McDavid. He's not playing ahead of Drysaddle. And he's not going to play ahead of Nugent Hopkins. So, to me, it's going to be hard for uh, for Turris to get there. But Cahoon might have a better opportunity just because I think he's going to get more of a full-time look with some of the Oilers' high-end skill guys. Back into the Oilers now. Audio vault for direct workwear where safety meets savings in Edmonton. Fort McMurray and online at directworkwear.com. So, we get – it's funny – 
I, I have one, one of the comments I got from people, uh, and, and I've told you this before, uh, Jack and myself do not put stuff out regarding Oiler potential uh, sign players or injury reports before the organization puts that out. I think you know that. Um, and so when the Oilers made it official on Cahoon, I had people say, well, why did he get traded twice? And my response to that is, which organizations traded him? Chicago and Pittsburgh have been amongst the most active organizations. He did not get qualified by the Buffalo Sabres because he had a compelling arbitration case, the same reason that Edmonton was able to capitalize and get Josh Archibald out of Arizona in the summer of 2019. Arizona elected at that time, John Jacob, remember him? Uh, Arizona at that time elected not to qualify neither Archibald nor Nick Cousins because both guys had compelling arbitration cases. Mike Rupp had this to say why Cahoon was moved twice. You know, when you're looking at teams that are in certain situations, I think whether it was in Chicago or in Pittsburgh, you start the season with an idea of what your lineup is going to be, what guys you want to see work in certain roles. And that doesn't mean other guys can't overtake those positions, but some of those guys don't give, aren't given the same amount of lives as far as, you know, if you have a guy going into the season, you're like, hey, this guy's going to play top six. He's going to be on a wing with Leon Dreisaitl. That guy's going to get more of an opportunity to, to kind of be forced into that position because that's how they structure the team to be built. Well, this, well, you got a guy like Cahoon or any other player, player X, that comes in there and kind of takes the position away. It's always kind of like a, a bonus. He wasn't really figured to be in there. I, I just think that once this, once this kid gets consistent playing time on those lines, he could put up some points. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he had a nice stretch in Pittsburgh. I want to say he was. Uh, man, I feel like he was on about a 10-game point streak. It's something really good going in Pittsburgh for a while there. And uh, he, he can connect the dots with those highly skilled guys. That's Mike Rupp, who uh, played 600 games in the National Hockey League, won a cup with the Devils back in 2003. He's an NHL Network analyst, big six foot five, rangy guy. Uh, was not a fighter per se, but was a physical energy forward that was capable of doing it. But it has always had an appreciation for skill. I like having him on the show. 1226 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. We are going to go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, an Edmonton-owned and operated company. They have face masks for everybody. Visit their online face mask shop by going to ElitePromoMarketing.com. And back at the 630 Chet Studios with an update involving the New York Islanders. Here's Brandon Escott. You betcha. They've agreed to a two-year contract extension with defenseman Ryan Pulak. It's worth $10 million. They do avoid arbitration that was scheduled for Friday this week. 26-year-old put up 10 goals, 35 points across 68 regular season games. He was also playing uh, 22-plus minutes per night for Barry Trotz there in their playoff run as well. Ottawa signed uh, defenseman Kristen Jarls to a one-year two-way deal after his 13-game cup of coffee with the Senators last year. He was their fifth rounder in 2015. And Elliot Friedman reported this morning that Brendan Lemieux is seeking $2 million from the Rangers in arbitration. The team is countered with a two-year deal worth 950000 in year one and just over a million dollars in year two. And that's one, Bob, that I think like that that's a player that this Oilers team would really look, uh, look at getting at that price point if he was available to them. Hmm. Hmm. He's bounced around a little. Uh, he is a tough, undersized, nasty piece of work. He's a better fighter than his dad was. 
And his dad, when he decided, to, when Claude Lemieux actually decided to throw down, he could do okay. But Brendan Lemieux is a pretty good fighter. Uh, and Brendan Lemieux, but Brendan Lemieux is a nasty player. I, 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 I you know, I, Claude at times obviously could do some pretty cheap and ugly stuff. And that was back in the 90s when you could get away with that stuff. Brendan crosses the line once in a while himself. But he can back it up. Like he's one of those five foot ten, two hundred and fifteen, two hundred and eighteen pound guys that can hurt you. And he has some skill. He, again, not as good a player as his dad, but I'm kind of with you. You know, Brendan, you never go wrong with a guy named Brendan. I've had two straight, uh, you know, co-workers <laughs> named Brendan. So we had, we had all reckon Escott. Escott, you guys are two very different personalities. But uh, I would, I, I'm like you. I'd have a little bit of time with Lemieux, and it would kind of depend upon what the acquisition. You know what? The Rangers kind of need him too, because they don't have a lot of that in their lineup as well. All right, off to a global news weather traffic I, uh, update with Eileen Bell, and when we come back. Out of the state of hockey, a proud uh, Democratic state, historically speaking, in the elections, the uh, one and only Brian Lawton when we return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.